Greetings in the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Today I would just like to thank you for joining our Holy Ghost Encounter service. This is going to be a great night tonight. I believe that God has a prophetic word and an in-season word just for us and for the now. I believe that this word is going to be an encouragement, but I also pray that we will take hold of this word and that God will make it a reality in our lives, that we will live in this word. I believe that this is a word that will bring about manifestation if we take it and believe that this is the word of the Lord for this season. Now today I'm going to title my sermon, The Tragic Price of Unbelief. The Tragic Price of Unbelief. We're going to turn to the book of 2 Kings chapter 7. We're going to read verse 1 and 2. 2 Kings chapter 7, verse 1 and 2. The Bible says, And Elisha replied, Hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Lord says. About this time tomorrow, a seer of the finest flour will sell for a shekel, and two seers of barley for a shekel at the gate of Samaria. The officer on whose arm the king was leaning said to the man of God, Look, even if the Lord should open the floodgates of the heavens, could this happen? You will see it with your own eyes, answered Elisha, but you will not eat any of it. Let's pray. Father, we thank you today for your word. We thank you, Father God, that your word will bring forth light and even the simple will understand. We thank you for revelation and insight in this word, Lord. I pray that you will fill my mouth with your words so that I will only speak the divine utterance of the Holy Spirit and that which you want me to say today. I thank you, Father God, that as I'm empowered by the Holy Spirit to speak, that your word will bring forth change and transformation in the mighty name of Jesus. Jesus Christ. I thank you that your word will go forth out of your mouth and it will not return unto you empty or unto you void in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Lord, bless us today. Bless each and every person in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And we say amen and amen. So just an introduction to the story. We understand that the city is now surrounded because Israel sinned against God and according to the Old Testament and according to what was written then that there's certain sins that if Israel committed these sins they would then suffer punishment. And because of certain sins that they committed they suffered some punishment. But we're going to just dig into this text and I pray that God is going to just enlighten us and that every person will receive what God has for me. I'm telling you I'm filled with faith in this season. I believe that God has just changed my mindset from a mindset of hoping for good things then into believing for good things. No more living in this in the 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 season of just hoping, you know, hoping that one day things are gonna get better, hoping that things are gonna change, hoping that things are gonna um, one day just become better for me and my family. I'm now in that season where I believe that when I pray and I ask God for what I need and in line with His will, I believe that I will receive it. And therefore, I know that God's word is done and it's completed. And we understand that the Bible says the promises of God is yes 
and amen yes and amen joshua said something amazing in the book of joshua he said not one word of god fell to the ground that which the lord has spoken or that which the lord has seen so not one word was unfulfilled god fulfilled everything he had promised and so when we look into this text we're going to see that unbelief should not reign and rule in the heart of any child of god as we hold on to the promises of god so we need to believe that amen so the city of samaria was under attack and surrounded by the syrian army and this was beginning to take its toll now because now they were surrounding the city for some time and so there was a certain amount of food in the city for a certain period of time but the food started running out the supplies started running out and this was the plan of the enemy until they came to a place where they were in dire state that they would now allow the enemy to come in and the enemy would now enslave them but this thing started happening there was a famine and every things just started changing and this reminds me about the two years we have gone through we went through the time of lockdown at the beginning of lockdown everybody was declaring and prophesying amongst the men and women of god that this is the new normal and everybody was happy with confessing and saying that for some season until things became worse and then men and women of God understood that we cannot have this new normal. We cannot have internet television. We cannot have people watching us on Facebook because things started changing. People's finances, people couldn't some um, pay off their buildings anymore as this lockdown started getting worse to such an extent that pastors started standing up and pastors started believing that we're going to take a stand and we're going to believe God that the church is an essential that the church is essential and the church should be open and then there was fighting about the churches now having people needing to come to the house of God because people's mindsets were now changed that they didn't come to God's house anymore so they felt they, need, they didn't have to pay tithes, they didn't have to give offerings and so there was chaos, there was chaos a famine started happening people started losing their jobs like I said at the beginning of this whole thing everybody thought it's just gonna be something that's gonna come and go but as it became worse and worse and worse things started becoming desperate people started becoming desperate and so now people started no longer wanting to abide to the laws and started breaking the laws because now people's businesses were closing people started losing their jobs families were beginning to become hungry and so we were living in that season and we know what began to happen and when we look at this particular story we will see some of these things so there was now a scarcity of food and the people almost paid any price for any kind of food and we even we, we are familiar with this because it happened to us when prices started increasing things started happening things started changing we even in that season right now where it has been predicted that the petrol would cost up to 40 rand a liter we are we, we are moving into some perilous times but as the church of god we have the promises of God to stand upon. While the world is going down, the church will arise. I know that this is a season that we're going to declare the word because we stand and believe a mighty God. We serve a mighty God. The heavens and the earth belongs unto him. The kettle upon a thousand hills belongs unto my God, unto my daddy, unto my father. And I know that the Bible says whatsoever I ask, you will do it for me. So it doesn't matter what the enemy is trying to do in this season the church will arise the children of God has the promises of God that we can hold on to in this season somebody say amen glory be to God so at this point they were selling a donkey's 
head for about eight pieces of silver and and that cost about 727 rand 80 cents now sometimes we know when there is an increase and in price hikes in certain things certain things can be certain things can become ridiculous the pricing of certain things can be ridiculous right now the pricing of petrol in our nation is at a is at an all-time high and it's just keep on getting higher but we believe that god is going to bring and send help and urgent help soon very soon we are standing upon the we're not saying that this is going to be the new normal we're not saying we're going to live in times where we're not going to be able to afford life or be able to afford the lifestyles or the things that we need in life but god will make a way so somebody i want you to believe with me god will make a way because god is the same god the bible says he's the same yesterday today and forever he's the same god that made a water come out of a rock and followed israel throughout the desert he's the same god that caused manna to rain from heaven he's the same god God that opened up the Red Sea, the same God that provided coil when the when the Israelites wanted some meat. He was, he is the same God. He is Jehovah Jireh, our provider, the God who sees, the God who sees. So things then started becoming so desperate in this time that people started um, becoming or, or people started living a lifestyle of cannibalism. So they started now eating people and it, it started becoming bad. We are living, I know that we are, we are living in some places in this world there is perilous, perilous times. And right now we know that even people are committing suicide. People cannot face it. I mean, we had an increase in suicide during the past two years because people could not handle the pressure. Things were depressing and many people are facing those challenges even right now. Even as you hear my voice, you might be going to your through your own personal troubles. You might be living right now at the place where you need God to perform a miracle. You need God to come through. Your rent is late. You cannot pay certain things you cannot do certain things but i am here today to, to declare the word of the lord and to let you know that god is a way maker god is a promise keeper we want to stand upon the promises of god today so let's look at this so we're going to look at three things that happen in this particular text and we're gonna uh, we're gonna open this up and this text is gonna become such a blessing to us today because there's gonna be a sudden hope there's gonna be an injection of faith in us right now that we're going to stand and believe God for the impossible. We know of people in this ministry that testimonies has already come. They told them that certain points at certain times they would lose their jobs if they did not do this, did not get that but God turns many situations around. God has always turned impossible situations around if our faith is in God and therefore we understand that right now the king is angry at Elisha, very very angry at Elisha right now because because Elisha kind of told the king, you know, we need to wait on the instruction from the Lord before we make the next move. What wisdom is in this of Elisha? What does this teach us? That those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like an eagle. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And that's our prophetic word for 2022. This is the year of divine elevation. And we see that as they, as Elisha was waiting, the king started becoming impatient. We know that with waiting comes patience. We need to trust God for his direction. And so the king now is very, very angry with Elisha and is at the one point now where the king wants to remove the head of Elijah, Elisha. We understand that it's interesting to us that how when trouble comes, people's where how often they want to blame God for their troubles. 
We often call major disasters, we even call it acts of God. We call it acts of God. And we see that Satan is behind many things. And we understand that Satan is out to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But the scripture clearly shows that the reason for the problem is that these people has forsaken God. And as a result, God removed his his divine providence or his providential care from them. He started removing that from them. Their food supply started running dry. His food supply started running dry. It would be like blaming God for the spread of HIV virus in the homosexual community. And this is what these people started doing because of their sin. And this is what people start doing when they blame God. They blame God for the wrong reasons. They blame God for the wrong things. And and, and how crazy it would be to blame God for the spread of HIV amongst homosexuals when this is a sin that God detests, God hates. So how sometimes we pin things on God that God is not even involved. And this is what happens to people, well, to many of us when we do not have an understanding or reading God's word. We must not define God in our storms. We must not define God when we are going through our troubles and our hardships. There is not the God that we should define. Therefore, God gives us the grace and the mercy to get to know him even before we are going through challenges and trials and hardships. So many people pray, blame God for so many wrong things in life and they take this and they put this on God. It's like when God warns us, do not take a, 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 a difficult part or maybe there, there's, 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 there's an icy part in life or maybe an icy road and God says do not go down this road or do not take this part and you slip and something happens to you on this pathway because maybe the car goes off the road or maybe you slip and fall and you get hurt but now you are cursing God after God has warned you. Sometimes we find us doing that. God warns us on certain things. God said do not get married to this one. God said do not go into partnership. Do not get into relationships and we go ahead and do things and when things does not go right, we turn against God even after God has warned us. God has established certain physical laws even in the universe and we must learn to respect those laws for we know that there is a cause and effect if they are not respected. The law of gravity. We may not we may not understand why masses attract, but we know they do. So we do not seek to deliberately challenge the law of gravity. You don't jump off a 12-story building screaming, I hate gravity, for you know the consequences. You will end up broken. So if you jump from a building, you will break every bone in your body and maybe you will not even survive and you need to understand you can shout i don't believe in gravity but gravity will teach you a lesson lying on that ground in a crumpled and broken and broken bones how foolish should you be then to curse god for letting you hit the ground when you knew that what what gravity was and what it stood for when we violate the law, we will reap the consequences. When we violate the law, we will reap the com- we will reap the consequences. We cannot go around doing crime and not think that one day we will pay for our crimes if we do not stop doing crime. So we need to understand that we will reap the consequences. So too, there are spiritual laws. Spiritual laws. Perhaps we don't understand how they function either. But to violate them is to is to is to court with disaster. Again, however, how how totally wrong 
to blame God for the pain that we are feeling, the sorrow and misery we are going through. You are the one that broke these spiritual laws. The nation of Israel had broken the laws of God and are now suffering the consequences and the misguided king wants to blame God's representative which is the prophet Elijah for their suffering. Elisha for their suffering. The king sent his message to messenger to take off the head of Elisha. As Elisha is sitting in his house with his friends, he suddenly now proclaims and, and says this, Look what the son of a murderer is planning to do now. He has sent a messenger to get my head. When he comes shut the door, door and hold him fast, for his master is right behind him. When the messenger came to the door, Elisha's friends were beholding or holding him as the king and his prime minister came riding up behind him. Elisha said, hear the word of the Lord. I love this. In the midst of adverse circumstances, in the midst when, 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 when trouble was about to come his way, Elisha never broke fellowship and connection with God. So even in this tougher season, Elisha was still in communion with God. Therefore, you could hear the voice of God. What does this teach us in this hour and even in this time is that we must not break fellowship with God. Is that we must remain in the presence of God. It doesn't matter what's happening around us or to us. We need to remain connected to God because even in this season, listen to what the Bible says in the book of 2 Kings 7 verse 1. The Bible says, Elisha says, thus saith the Lord. So he's speaking on behalf of the Lord. When Elijah uses this terms, he's saying this is a sure word from the Lord. He says, tomorrow about this time shall a fine measure of shall a, shall a measure of fine flour be so for a shackle and two measures of barley for a shackle in the gate of Samaria. Now this is a miracle. Things has changed. We prophesy today against the petrol price from going too high. We even prophesy today that it will decrease in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We are standing today as, as, as man and woman of God with the word of God in our mouth whatever the enemy is trying to preach we are going to proclaim the opposite thereof and we are going to let the devil know that we are standing as the Bible says Elijah was a mere mortal just like us with same feelings same emotions just like us but when he prayed there was no rain and when he prayed there was rain so we are standing today as Elijah's we are standing today as Ezekiel's that will prophesy to the dry bones we will let the devil know we are not going to accept adverse circumstances or things that are contrary to the promises of God whatever God's word says about my situation that is what I will believe because God is true God is truth. God is truth. And I believe the word of God and I will stand upon the word of God. So here now is a promise from the prophet of, of God. Here is a promise from the prophet of God. The prime minister on whom the king leaned laughed at the promise just like Sarah when God said to Abraham your wife will have a child. Sarah laughed in the tent. Now there's two different types of laughter. There's a laughter of faith and there's a laughter of unbelief. The Bible speaks about this. We need to understand what we are laughing when we are laughing, are we laughing the laughter of unbelief or the laughter of faith? Sarah laughed the laughter of unbelief because God even said to Sarah, Sarah, why are you laughing? Because she thought, how could I at some age like this now become pregnant by next year this time, according to the time of life, for pregnant? How is that possible? Here is the man looking at this impossible situation and now laughing, he's laughing, he's laughing at the prophet, he's laughing at the promise of God and even declared this, if 
God would open the windows in heaven, could such thing happen? Some of us are so are so disorientated through our trials and our tribulation, our hardship, that we cannot even see the promise of God coming into fulfillment. This man stood at a place where he could not imagine God could do it. Are you at that place where your unbelief has crucified your faith to such an extent that even if God has given you a sure promise, you would not stand upon it because you have already believed the devil's lies and you already believed the devil's lies. But I thank God for Jesus Christ because according to 1 John 3 verse 8, the Bible says, Hallelujah, Satan has been the liar from the beginning and for this very purpose has Christ come over Christ manifested to destroy the works of Satan. I thank God that Satan is a liar and Satan will not be my preacher. Satan will not be my evangelist. Satan will not be my prophet. The word of God has the final say in my life. For the Bible says for, ever, for, 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 for the word of God says for Lord your word is settled in heaven. Your word is forever settled in heaven. I believe the word of God. I do not believe what Satan tries to tell me. I do not believe the lies. I do not believe the lies about my children. I do not believe the lies about my marriage. The lies about my finances. I believe what the word of God says. Glory be to God. It might look like my future ain't going nowhere. But the Bible promises me in Psalms 138 and verse 8. The Lord will perfect those things which concerneth me. I don't care what the devil has against us. Or what the devil is throwing right now. I want you to believe the word of God. And stand upon it. Come on prophet of God. Begin to prophesy. Begin to let the devil know. I believe the word of the Lord. I might not have a job. But my God is my provider. I might have a sick that is saying incurable but my God is the healer I might have something that is holding me bound right now but my God is the deliverer I stand upon the word of God I might not know right now where the next loaf of bread is coming from but one thing that I know the Bible says if I ask he heareth me and I believe that my situation and circumstances will change my death is right up until my head but I believe the Lord will come through for me and he will bring a divine deliverance somebody do you believe that shout amen glory be to God my God is about to answer us I'm not gonna have the unbelief like this man that said even if God he mocked God at the point when the prophet of God has spoken let's not mock the word of God let's not have unbelief in the promises of God let our circumstances not bring death to our faith to such an extent that we cannot believe I can imagine Ezekiel standing that day in the valley of dry bones and prophesying. He stood upon the word of the Lord and the Lord said, you prophesy. Today I believe that somebody needs to rise up and begin to prophesy. You need to say to the thing that God has commanded you to speak to. Speak to that situation. The Bible says, you will say to this mountain, be thou removed. Somebody stand up in faith and believe God right now. Glory be to God. His problem was that he couldn't imagine how God could possibly keep uh, such a promise that Elijah made. There was famine. There was death. There was cannibalism. There was there was there was petrol hikes. Uh, there were job losses. The economy was 
our suffering and here God is speaking a word and God is speaking a word even right now my season somebody declaring my season is about to change for the glory of God my situation is about to bring glory to God poverty does not bring glory sickness does not bring glory anything that is contrary to the word of God does not bring glory my situation will now begin to bring glory to the Lord glory be to God somebody praise God he could not imagine how or picture in his mind of God opening up the heavens and raining down flour and barley he was he was he was he was hesitant about the promises of God as he sought to figure out how could God possibly pull off something so momentous. Sometimes we are at that place where we cannot picture God doing the impossible. Somebody needs to get ready for that impossible job, that impossible breakthrough, that impossible business contract, that impossible thing that God wants you to have, that impossibilities. I know that my God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that I may ask or think according to the power that is at work within me. I know that God will do far what I can even ask or imagine. My imagination is still limited to the promises of God. And today I want you to know that God is about to, uh, God is about to blow your mind through what he's about to do in this next season. Church of God, let us arise in the name of Jesus Christ. God has ways we have not even imagined and resources that we have that we know nothing about. Come on, somebody. We need to think about it. Water out of a rock. Water out out of a rock my god can supply anything my god has resources paul even came to the divine revelation and paul said it in philippians 4 he said my god shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory in christ jesus abraham had the revelation he seen the manifestation that my god shall supply my god will provide glory be to god Hagar was in the wilderness there was no well but because she prayed and cried out to God, the son was about to die. God caused water to show up. I'm telling you, God is about to cause something to show up miraculously in your life from this moment. As I declare it, as I speak it, as I believe it, I'm believing God for the impossible. I'm believing God for miracles. I'm believing God for, for things that are about to unfold and manifest in my life. I know that my family, my lives, my children's lives, things are about to manifest greatly. Church, begin to say, Amen. We are in agreement today in the name of Jesus Christ hallelujah uh, listen to the words of Elijah he said you shall see it but you will not eat it unbelief will make us be whole but never participate our unbelief will make us become spectators but never be participators I don't want to be a spectator anymore to somebody else's miracle I don't want to be a spectator to somebody else's breakthrough anymore I don't want to be a spectator to somebody else's healing I don't want to be a spectator to somebody else's new house or new car or business increase or new church building I bless God and I thank God for them and we do not covet what they have or covet what they have but one thing that we do know is that our God will make a way for us in the mighty name of Jesus unbelief will no longer reign at the core of my being we are going to overcome somebody say I believe I believe I believe your situation might look impossible but I want to prophesy as Elisha said by tomorrow this time I don't know when your, when your tomorrow is but one thing that I know the word of God 
God has gone forth, it will not return unto him empty or void. It will fulfill. It will accomplish. It will carry out that which it was sent forth to do. When God said in the beginning, let there be light, the Bible says there was and it was good. I declare today that the word of God is going forth out of the mouth of the Lord today. And I believe your blessing will be good because the blessing of the Lord maketh rich and adds no sorrow. Your next job will not be sorrowful. Your next breakthrough will not be sorrowful because God is going to be the supplier thereof in Jesus' name. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. It's time that we need to align our words with the word of God. It's time that we need to align our words with the word of God. Too many of us has been speaking nonsense. Too many of us has been speaking negativity. Too many of us has been speaking faithless words. Too many of us has been speaking of our own bodies, of our own jobs, of our own businesses, of our own families, of our own children. The things that we see today. It's time that you change your word. It's words. If you do not like the fruit, then stop sowing the seed. Your body will respond even to the words that you speak. So it's time for you to tell your body you will do what God wants you to do. You will tell your body that you are energetic. You are full of energy. You will fulfill the promises of God. You will do what God wants me to do in my job, in my business, in the ministry, on every area where God has placed you. You now begin to become the prophet and begin to declare it. Because let it be unto you according to thy faith, says the word of God. Let it be unto me according to my faith oh that is what jesus said to one guy he said let it be unto you according to your faith what is your faith in god whatever you leave what i believe in god for i'm telling you i'm tired of trusting god for small things i'm tired of trusting god for just making it by in life i'm tired of just living and just creeping the battle i'm tired of just living by a place where a person has just enough i don't want to have more than just enough i want to have more than enough i want to have blessings to be a blessing i want to be the lender not the borrower i want to be the one that will be able to dispense good things to other people i want to be the one that can be the destiny helper to somebody come on somebody i'm telling you today god has this in store for us and i believe it i believe it i believe it hallelujah hallelujah we understand that this there's a price to unbelief and the price to unbelief is he will see it but he won't eat it he will see it, but he won't eat it. God is going to keep his promise. God is a promise keeper. They will sell a seven kg of flour for only 14 rand in the gate of Samaria the next day. He will see, but he will not partake of it. Some people will see the petrol price go down to 10 rand, but some might not even live to see because of their unbelief, because some has already, they already have become so accustomed and conformed to their circumstances that the word cannot even transform their thinking. God wants to transform the way you see things and the way you believe things. It's time for change. Somebody say that. It's time for change. I'm going to change my mindset. It doesn't matter. You can't have the spitty parties and just think God is going to come through for you. God's word is 
is truth. God's word is forever settled. It will happen. But you need to attach your faith to God's word. Throwing tantrums and 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 and, and, and thinking you're gonna you gonna just point your finger at God and God is gonna bow to you. It's not going to happen. I just want to tell you, get yourself together, get back up, get out of that dust, get out of that ashes, and begin to stand again upon the promises of God and believe God truly. Because I know that when you truly believe God, you will see the manifestation. God knows when we have unbelief in our heart. God even knows when our faith is presumption and not true faith. We need to believe God for the impossible. Are you, pre- are you being presumptuous or are, do you have faith? Do you truly have faith? Is God Faith means that God is the only source. Or does your faith have a plan B? If your faith has a plan B attached to it, then God has never been your source. God knows your heart, child of God. Come on, repent of the unbelief and get your heart together. Get your life together and begin to trust God because it will be to you according to your faith in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Unbelief keeps us from enjoying the blessings of God. Though Jesus the Messiah God has provided the means by which all our sins can be forgiven. What a blessing it is to know that our sins has been forgiven. That there is there, therefore no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. King David spoke about this in the book of Psalms 32 when he said, Blessed is the man whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. He spoke about the misery when he was feeling the guilt of his sin. Day and night your hand was heavy upon me. Inwardly I became as dry summer. So many people people to do not have this blessedness because they do not believe that God can forgive their sins and that God can deliver them and God can send them free and that Jesus is the way. So many people do not have this joy as the songwriter says, this joy that I have, I cannot give it away because you didn't give it and say tonight, I can't just remember the words now so nicely, but the joy that I have, hallelujah, you, the world didn't give it to me, hallelujah, so the world can't take it away from me. I want us to have that joy. David says the blessing blessedness of one sin who's been who whose sins has been forgiven you are blessed already by the time when you have come to the place of faith in jesus christ your blessings has already begun my god this was old testament and david understood the blessedness of sins that are forgiven in the new testament how much more blessed are we because we are part of this better new covenant and how much more we can enjoy the blessings and the promises of god somebody shout amen hallelujah hallelujah praise be to god hallelujah the bible says the greeks to whom the cross of christ was preached was foolishness foolishness sorry they cannot understand how that by simply believing in Jesus Christ, we can have our sins forgiven. The Bible says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, for whoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And belief keeps us from the overflowing life in Christ. Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and that you might have it abundantly. There is abundance in Christ. I have taken those words for myself because since I studied the book of Ephesians, I know right now that I'm no longer going to live as a, as a, as, as a, as a poor person. I'm no more going to live as, as, as a homeless person. I have the God, God as my father. And the Bible says that I've been accepted into the beloved. I've been accepted. I'm highly favored. I'm blessed of God. I'm walking in the blessing. I carry the blessing. Wherever I go, I carry favor. I have the blessing of God upon my life in Jesus' mighty name. Thank God for abundant life. So many of us do not have this abundant life because we refuse to believe. 
John said he that believes on the son has everlasting life but he that believes not on the son shall not see life but the wrath of God abides on him unbelief cost us the abundant life that is in Christ unbelief will rob you of the hope of the future as we look at the world in which we live today it do we do not see much hope for the future almost in any direction we might look today it seems hopeless hallelujah islam when we look back at the at, at 9 11 islam that seems to breed hatred in so many of its of its of its people has named us the church the great satan and the hatred towards us and us is hard for us to imagine and they even called america at one point the great satan not actually the church at this point but the american people they called them the great satan and this is what they believe the taking over one happened when they took over an airliner and people were on there hijacking and they flew those two planes into the world trade center and that was something that people could never have ever imagine and when people look today at that 9-11 it has changed the lives of people forever and lives will never be normal again and therefore we now look at how america and to up their security and up many things because of 9-11 and the, the, the disaster that it brought to so many people today we have what we had COVID, and we have wars that are happening and we have many things that are that, that there are many threats there's nuclear wars on the right and there are many things that are happening there's pollution there's terrorist attacks there's murders there's deaths there are so many things that are happening in our world today that some when we look at it today we don't want our children to grow up in the same hopelessness or in this life that we find ourselves today but what a beautiful bright hope and future the bible gives us when we just take hold of the promises of god hallelujah the bible says and they stayed in gershon they got the place gershon and when they were in gershon the bible says that the, whatever plagues came upon the upon the egyptians did not come upon israel and even the bible says i will bless your bread and your water and i will take sickness away from your mouth there were so many promises that Israelites experienced during this time and i believe that we are in a better covenant and i pray as the bible says a thousand shall fall at my right hand and ten thousand at my left but nothing will come near me and my family nothing will come near me and my children nothing will come near me and my family for god is my redeemer my refuge and my strength somebody needs to declare that today and declare that the name of the lord is a strong tower the righteous will run into it and we are safe hallelujah let's let's look back at the story today and let's look at the future of samaria look even more bleak than the conditions of our world today yet god gave them a wonderful promise of the great new day that they would that would dawn upon them when elisha uttered these words by tomorrow this time the prime minister laughed in unbelief at the promise of god but what happened in that day the miracle of God was in motion through the spoken word of the Lord, through the prophet Elisha. Because somebody said this, and I believe this with all my heart. The word of God in my mouth is the same as the word of God in his mouth. Because there's death and life in the power of the tongue. The Bible says, we shall eat the good of the fruit of our lips. Therefore, I will not speak any negativity no more over my body, over my life, over my children, over my finances, over my marriage. I will not declare things anymore. I will only speak 
that which God wants me to speak. And I repented so many times as I prepared these sermons, as I prepared these messages. I stand in repentance because at times one has been foolish, one has allowed things to cloud your, 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 your vision or cloud your mind. And then one would speak things and today certain things come to pass and we want to blame God. I don't want us to blame God. Come on somebody, you need to turn to God and start repenting the things that we have asked for, the things that we have spoken in that anger, those moments when we were foolish, we spoke, we spoke careless words that has now become our, has now become our, our reality. But let's repent and ask God that from this day, I will fill my mouth with the word of God and I will speak the word of the Lord. I will declare, as Jesus said, I do not do anything my father didn't tell me to do. I pray that that will be our lives. The Bible says that the words of Samuel the prophet, not one word of his fell to the ground. You know, sometimes I think about this and we're coming to the conclusion right now. Sometimes I think about this. If not one word of mine fell to the ground, my God, I think there would be more disaster than good things. But I thank God that he's so gracious and so merciful that he has forgiven us of so many things that we have said or uttered with these foolish lips of ours and have paid great prices. We have lost some things because we have uttered, like the man said, even if God opens. Some of us spoke in times of anger. Some of us spoke in times of depression, in times of despair. And we uttered words, words of unbelief, words of failure. Words of marital distress or marital separation. Words of, of, of wickedness over our children, over our jobs. And we suffer the consequences. And we suffer things that we spoke of our businesses, over our land, over our economies. And today we are eating the fruit of our lips. But today I pray that this will be a time of change. That unbelief will not reign anymore in our lives. But that faith will arise in this generation in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. The third thing that we look upon as we close. What happened? What happened? The night the Syrians heard noises that they interpreted as the sound of horses and chariots. And they assumed that the Egyptians had come with their troops to deliver Samaria. And they fled in panic, leaving everything behind. In the morning, there was not a Syrian the side of the Jordan River. All their food supplies were left behind. And the starving people of Samaria poured out of the city to plunder the Syrian camp. And the Bible, if I'm correct, speaking under correction, the Bible says for three days they were gathering the, the, the spoils. For three days they were gathering the spoils unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly and above all we are moving from the place in our lives that we have more month than money we will have more money than month we're moving moving past the seasons where we have to scrape for petrol or scrape for certain things or or sir or now and then look for money on the ground sometimes we become so desperate that you're walking in the around in your yard or in the street and looking maybe somebody drops some money we are coming past that season hallelujah we are moving into the season of abundance if you believe this God is taking you higher. There was an end where Ruth was gleaning for the leftovers, where Ruth became the owner of the field. We will glean for seasons, but I believe that many of us are being shifted into the season where gleaning is over, where it's now time to take possession of those things in the name of Jesus. The prime minister stood in the gate and tried to maintain order, but the people in their desperation to get to the food trampled him to death. And the Bible says he saw it, but he did not eat it. 
Shall we see the goodness of Lord, but never enjoy it? Will you know about the goodness of the cross, but never come to the place of decision? Will you know that how blessed it is for your sins to be forgiven, but never come to that place? Will you know that the Bible has been filled with promises and the storehouse of God is filled with everything that we need, but never have a taste of it? I will enjoy everything that God has for me in this life. I declare this. I will not lack anymore. I will not come short anymore. I will live in the divine overflow. Can somebody give God a praise? If you believe that today, you need to praise God. Hallelujah. I can think of something that is even worse than the price of unbelief. The Bible says in Revelations, we read of God's final judgment on those who are unbelievers. Revelations 21 verses 8. The Bible says, but the fearful and the unbelieving and the abominable and the murderers and the warmongers and the sorcerers and the idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. If you do not believe in Jesus Christ, you will see it and tragically you will partake of it. The final and last promise that I want to mention, the promises of God are certain. I said it several times. Psalms 119 verse 89 says, For, for forever, O Lord, forever, O Lord, are your forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. Somebody needs to believe that. Somebody needs to to believe that in Jesus mighty name you need to believe that that God's word is forever settled in heaven Joshua said not one word of God has failed we need to believe that if God said it it will come to pass we need to stand upon the promises of God we need to stand upon the impossibilities we need to stand in faith today child of God begin to take the hold of the promise of God stand and believe what God says it's going to become your reality. It's going to become your reality in life. In Jesus' mighty name, the lies of the devil will no longer reign in your life. The lies of deception, the deception, the evil that the enemy has so overcome you with in the past. Today, you are rising above the new plane in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Glory be to God. The Bible then says, you can bet your life on this promise. According to Numbers 23 verse 19. God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Has he said it and shall he not do it? Or has he spoken and shall he not make it good? The Bible says in the book of Genesis 21, if I'm correct, the Bible says that the word that the Lord spoke unto Sarah came to pass. The word of the Lord. I, I just want to close with this. I want to read this quickly. Genesis 21, if I'm correct. My God, I, I, I want to close with some promises, some promises, some promises. Genesis 21. Ooh, this message has been such a, a building, building my faith for me. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. It has built my faith so much up. I am so excited. The Bible says, let's look at, at some of the translations. The New Living Translation says, The Lord kept His word and did for Sarah exactly what He had promised. I pray today that the promise that God has made to you, he will do exactly that which he said. Somebody, come on. God is not going to do anything short of what he has promised you. Somebody take hold of it. 
somebody take hold of it remember even though the promises of god are settled and the word of god is settled forever in heaven we must appropriate the promises of god through our faith we must believe in a in order for death to manifest in our lives listen to what the book of habakkuk says and i close with this habakkuk 1 verses 5 habakkuk 1 verses 5 the bible says in the book of habakkuk 1 verses 5 look at the nations and watch and be utterly amazed for i'm going to do something in your days that you would not believe even if i were to tell you i believe that god's promise today is to somebody that while you are still on the side of the grave god is going to do something that even if they even if he told you you would not believe him somebody get ready for the miraculous as we're going to continue in this in the next month of of of, of april april is going to be our celebration month as we are five years in cape town and we believe that the promises of god is about to become our reality we have trusted god through this marriage for 15 years we have stood upon prophetic words we have stood upon words that god has spoken and i believe it has now become the due season of this in jesus name today if you want to let's bow heads and close our eyes the first altar call i want to make is the altar call that blessed is the man whose sins are forgiven if you do not know jesus christ as your lord and savior i want you today to just slip up your hand just say today i want to i want to serve jesus i want to give my life to jesus wherever you are if you're listening to this via podcast if you're listening to this in any way just raise your hand say today i want to give my life to jesus i want to believe i want my sins to be forgiven i want to start my blessed life from the time that i have said yes to jesus christ that is you i want you to pray this prayer with me say lord jesus i come to you today i believe that you are the son of god i believe that you died for me and that you rose again i believe that you that you have washed me and cleansed me with your precious blood from this day i believe that i'm born again and that i am a son of god and a daughter of the most high in jesus mighty and majestic name if you pray that prayer you are now today a child of god the second prayer i just would like to pray quickly let's just pray let's say father forgive us of any words that i've spoken or first of all forgive me for unbelief and then forgive me for every word spoken in unbelief in the name of jesus christ father please purify me and wash me with your precious blood today i pray that you will teach me to tame my tongue and that i will only speak those things that your word says about my life and about everything that concerns me so today if you have said that prayer today i believe we are forgiven because the bible says according to the book of first john 1 verse 9 the bible says if we confess our sins he's faithful and just to forgive us of all our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness today you are blessed child of the living god today stand upon the promises of god and believe is not a man that he should lie neither see the son of man that he should repent believe god today in jesus name amen and amen